At this time, David Hope will come with the split sermon. Sunday has a role in God's holy days. This ought to be a good one. Thank you, Ken. Good afternoon, everyone. Beautiful day, and boy, we see a lot of friends we haven't seen in a while, and, and some visitors. We're really, I feel honored to, to be here with you guys today. Oh, I thought he was asking a question. Not really. You know, mo I'm, I'm going, you, most of you know that our song leader, Ken, a lot of you do anyway, know that he's a retired uh, captain from the fire department. And uh, some kids here a while back was asking about, uh, you know, why do firemen have these Dalmatian dogs, you know? And, there, and some of you may have heard, heard Ken talk about that, or someone talk about it. But anyway, the Dalmatian, you know, these spotted dogs that ride with the firemen a lot of times, and, and some little kids were out there discussing that and giving their opinion. And one of them said, well, for crowd control. That wasn't his word, but he said, to keep the people back. Another little kid said, ah, no, you're wrong. It's for good luck. And Ken said, no, it's to help us find the fire hydrant. <laughs> i got to be careful because Ken has the last word. He's up next again, so I have, have to be careful. But uh, I didn't ask him if that's true, but uh, I, I, I guess they don't know where all the fire hydrants are that Dalmatian can find it. Anyway, um, as the uh, title says, Sunday has a role in God's holy days, and I've spoken a number of times against Sunday, you know, how I feel that people misuse the scripture and all that, but Sunday does have some very important things, and uh, at least twice a year, and today uh, we'll want to kind of come up to date to where we are, or at least see where we are, as uh, most of us are aware that we're barely in the first day of unleavened bread. You know, we're in, we're, we began the God's holy spring season, and uh, we're here today observing the first day of unleavened bread. Last night, most of us, in one place or another, celebrated the night to be much observed. You know, some here, some other places, some at home, some at restaurants, but we observed that yesterday or last night, I'm sorry, um, and yesterday, about this same time, roughly around the same time, uh, was the 14th day of the first month of God's calendar, as we know. And at this particular time of day, Jesus was hanging on the cross. Some people call it a stake, a styro, a tree, or whatever you want to call it, but Jesus was, was still hanging. He was, According to the scripture, somewhere around 3 o'clock, you know, he, he was dead. But anyway, that, that would happen yesterday on the 14th day of God's holy calendar. And the evening before that, after sunset for most of us, uh, uh, we were partaking of what, what some of the writers in the New Testament call the Lord's Supper, that Jesus set an example that, of uh, washing the feet and partaking of the bread and the wine. And then we know the story afterwards. He went out and, you know, out to the garden and, and he was betrayed and how he was beaten, you know, most of the night and, and the next day. And, and so that happened, you know. So we, we've gone past that part now. 
Uh, let me catch up with my notes a little bit. Uh, the days back in that time when uh, the Bible records of Jesus' uh, death, burial, and resurrection, the days of the week were different then than they are today. You know, sometimes, you know, the, God's calendar changes a little bit. And in our, what is it, Gregorian calendar, that uh, if the fourth is on, um, uh, today's the fourth, April the fourth, next year it'll be on. Well, actually, well, next year's leap year, isn't it? Next year's leap year. So next year, instead of being on a Sunday, it'll be on a Monday. Now, next year's leap year? Is, is that not? Anyway, election year, yeah. Yeah, okay, anyway. But on, on leap years, instead of, you know, if your birthday was on a Monday this year, generally speaking, the next year's going to be on a Tuesday, and then a Wednesday the next year, and then leap year, you skip a day and you're on that. So, anyway, that's, but God's calendar doesn't work quite like ours does, and, and sometimes the uh, 14th day of his first month is different during the week, and sometimes it comes out to where uh, it happens exactly like uh, it did in his time with us, you know. But anyway, I'm not going to get into all the details on that. Uh, I promised myself, and I promised guys that we'd keep it short today so we'd have time to do the other activities, the uh, Holy Day offerings and all that stuff. And, uh, but you, you're probably wondering now, well, what does all this have to do with, with Sunday being a part of, you know, God's having a role in God's plan? Well, we'll, we'll go to uh, uh, Leviticus 23rd chapter to start off. And I am leaving a lot of scriptures out today. There are so many of them, but... Um, Leviticus 23rd chapter, and, and uh, I'll read, first of all, verse 1 through 7. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them concerning the feast of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feast. And you'll notice in verse 3, even, even mentions the Sabbath as part of his feast. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, a holy convocation. You shall do no work therein. It is a Sabbath of the Lord, not the Jews, but Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations, which you shall proclaim in their seasons. In the fourteenth day of the first month at even is the Lord's Passover. And I'm not going to go into all the details and all the, con the, the different thoughts about, you know, the early 14th, early late 5th, 14th, and all that. I'm not going into that, but we'll just read what the Scripture says. As the Lord's Passover, verse 6. On the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread unto the Lord. Seven days must you eat unleavened bread. In the first day you shall have a holy convocation. You shall eat no, or excuse me, you shall do no servile work therein. And we are in that day today. Even if it were not a, a weekly Sabbath, this would be a Sabbath. And just as a, an aside, a lot of the commentaries will try to tell you that uh, when, when, when John says, and that Sabbath was a high day, and, and they'll try to say, well, that, that was because the annual holy day and the Sabbath uh, came on the same day. No, that's not what I meant. The high day is a high day any time that high day comes, any day that 15th day of the 14th, of the first month, of the 15th day, I'm sorry, comes, that's a high day. If it's on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Sabbath, it's still a high day. So a lot of times the 
commentaries will be a little deceptive and, and kind of leer your mind in some other direction, but serious thinkers usually figure that one out. Um, I had some other scriptures, but I'm going to leave them out right now in Deuteronomy. Let's just stay in uh, Leviticus 23. Um, Leviticus 23 and verse 9, we'll just continue where we were. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When you become into the land which I give unto you, and shall reap the harvest thereof, then you shall bring a sheath of the first fruits of your harvest unto the priest. And he shall wave the sheath before the Lord to be accepted for you on Sunday, oh, excuse me, <laughs> on the morrow after the Sabbath, which is Sunday, on the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. And you shall count unto you from Sunday, the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day they brought, that you brought the sheath of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Verse 16, even unto the morrow, we'll call it Sunday, <laughs> even to the morrow after the seventh Sabbath, you shall number 50 days. And you shall offer a new meat offering unto the Lord. And, and most of us that are in this way, we understand, and maybe some of the people that don't know our practices, we don't do the sacrifices. We don't do the lamb anymore. We don't do all of the other sacrifices. So some of the stuff, you know, we know by Scripture that doesn't apply. But the basic overall content of the holy days does pertain, the holiness of it, the meanings of it. This is known in, oh, yeah, I just thought I was reading the scripture. This is my writing. <laughs> this is known in the New Testament as the day of Pentecost. You know, you don't see Pentecost listed in the Old Testament other than referred to the 50 days, which this year happens on May the 24th. For those of us that keep the particular uh, calendar that we keep, and it is on a Sunday. And all you have to do is you start from the morrow after the Sabbath, which today, tomorrow after the Sabbath, and, and you can look in the, the Hebrew words and find out what that morrow means. It don't mean two or three days. It don't mean a day before. It just means tomorrow. On the morrow after the Sabbath, you count 50 days on a Sunday. And you can start there. You can start counting tomorrow and count 50 days, and you'll end up on uh, a Sunday. Just take my word for it until you look it up and, and prove it for yourself. Uh, the 49th day will be on a Sabbath. Uh, let me see. Seems like there's something I'm leaving out, but we'll, if I did, well, somebody can correct me about it. But um, it, it also gives you the day that you start. It, it gives you the starting day, and it gives you the ending day. You start counting on tomorrow after the Sabbath, and you end on a Sabbath. So that's, that's really clear. Um, why don't we go over real quick to the uh, New Testament. We'll run to uh, John, the first chapter. John 20, did I say first? John 20, verse 1. And I'll read probably down, it looks like, about uh, verse 20. And I thought for time's sake I would skip some of it and I'd read the first verse, but uh, I'll, I'll have enough time to do that. I, I don't like to cut out content 
if we, if we can help it, because sometimes it helps and sometimes you just have to cut in just to save time. But here we'll, we'll start in uh, John 20, verse 1. The first day of the week comes Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark into the sepulcher and sees that the stone taken away. And as most of you know, and you've heard messages from the pulpit up here too, that the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all cover the events around, you know, the night, uh, the, the foot washing night, you know, the Passover service and, and all of it. They, they word it generally in a little bit of different word, just like all of us would tell a story slightly different. One of us may uh, mention a point that the other one doesn't think of and maybe a little more important. But anyway, but they do tell you the, the, the same result. But um, anyway, uh, stone was taken away. Um, I'm going to pause a little bit because I didn't have that written there. I had, had to do the real reading. John 20 and verse... Come up to verse 2. Then she, run, then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter... And to, the, uh, and to the other disciples whom Jesus loved, and said unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth, and that other disciple, and came to the sepulcher. So they ran both together, and they, the other disciple outran Peter. And they came first into the sepulcher. And verse 5, And he stooped down, and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying yet, or lying, yet went he not in. Then comes Simon Peter following him, and went into the sepulcher, and sees the linen clothes lie, and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. And, and there, there are even messages about this particular too that I've heard some of our men give, but I'm not going to go into that. Then went in also the other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the, the scripture. So, you know, even at that time, they didn't know all the scriptures. You know, three and a half years working with Jesus, and they still didn't know a lot of stuff. And even, even some things that Jesus told them they didn't comprehend. But right here in verse 9, for as yet they knew not the scripture that he must be that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again into their own home. But Mary stood without the sepulcher weeping, and she wept, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked and looked into the sepulcher, and seeing the two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weep you? She said unto them, Because they have taken, my, taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned back and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. And of course we know that he was beaten so badly that, you know, unrecognizable. No, no, you know, she couldn't understand him. And Jesus said unto her, Woman, why weepest you? Whom seek you? 
she supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if you have borne him hence, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. You know, they, they had stuff they were, had prepared to anoint his body with and wrap him. And verse 16, And Jesus said unto her, Mary, you know, just the way he said Mary, she understood that he had a certain way of saying that. She turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say master. She recognized Jesus by, his, by the way he spoke. Jesus has said to her, and this is a very important part of the message that I'm giving. Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am not, I am not yet ascended to my Father." So this was the first day of the week. Remember we said first day of the week. This is still the first day of the week that he has not yet ascended to his father. But go unto my brethren and say unto them, I ascend like I will. I've, I've still got to go yet to ascend to my father and your father. So he's saying most of the time in the past, now he did tell the people to say, well, pray our father. Well, he's, he's telling her, my father and your father. And my God and your God, Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. Verse 19, then the same day at even, now listen to this, still, still the daylight portion yet, then the same day at even, evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, and some commentaries will tell you, well, they, they were having a church service. This was a Sunday service they were having. Uh, I've read of many of them. You probably have too. Well, the, no, they, they were there because they were afraid of the, of, of the Jews because they knew what they did to Jesus. Uh, fear of the Jews and stood in the midst. Okay, and Jesus stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. Verse 20. And when he had said so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. So somewhere between the time that he appeared to Mary and this time with the disciples, he had, he had made his ascension to, to God. He was the wave sheaf offering. A lot of people don't understand that, and most of us understand it pretty well. And this was on the first day of the week, on the morrow after the Sabbath, you know, and we were mentioning and uh, you know that they they take a, the sheath and they they wave it before the priest on the on the morrow after the Sabbath. Then also they count on the morrow after the Sabbath. But anyway, we'll read verse twenty again from the beginning. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side, and they were and the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And uh, get over here. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to keep a little uh, close to being on time. In conclusion, and I've got a half a page of conclusion stuff, so hang, no. I've got, I've got six points I'm going to mention. Six points in conclusion. One, Sunday is very important. It does have a role in God's holy days. Tomorrow, Sunday, is the morrow after the Sabbath spoken of. It is the day of the wave sheaf offering. The wave sheaf offering also pictures Jesus being accepted by God. 
6.5. The morrow after the Sabbath is Sunday and is the starting date, starting date for the counting of the day of Pentecost. So Sunday is important. And Pentecost, the 50 days we count, ends on a Sunday. So if I've confused you in any way, I don't, don't hope I haven't, but if I've confused you in any way, uh, you know, gather me back, don't stone me, but just, you know, get me back in the corner somewhere and tell me, you know, uh, explain this to me. But anyway, uh, have a good days of unleavened bread. <laughs>